This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. What is good, everybody? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play right here in Studio B, presented as always by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Friday, August 27th. Wow, the final Friday of the month of August. You know what that means, Brian. We're getting closer to football. It's great to have you with us. And I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. How does food consumption, your ability to consume food, how does that relate to your ability to, say, I don't know, play quarterback or even defensive back in your case? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough question, man. I Is w- there a correlation? I, I would say the, the correlation should be more what position you play. Oh, so you think that depending on the position you play, yeah. the food consumption may actually play a larger or smaller role. Yes, as well as the type of food. Okay, right? interesting, because this tweet coming in from at uh, 5 Trout. Tweeting this says, I once took Elder Jaron Hall and his companion to Tong Fong Lo in Oroville, California. If he can QB as well as he can put down Chinese food, BYU will be fine. Hilarious. Now we're adding the layer of Chinese food. (laughs) Does that change how you would play your position? I think think so, man. there's There's a strategy when it comes to eating food, and I would say specifically Chinese food, right? Do you like Chinese food? I do. I, I do like it. It's not, it's I not, like some. It's not my first. Yeah, it's not yes. my first love. Yes. And I'm a very picky eater, so I, don't, I hate vegetables. So if there's something like Chinese food that is going to have a lot of vegetables, it's going to be very hard for me to fully enjoy it because I'm, I'm taking so much time picking out the vegetables. <laughs> And when I ask, like, hey, can you take, can you, can you make this with no vegetables, please? They still put, you know, there's still a little bit in there. So, majority of the time, man, I'm picking them out. It's just really not a good experience. Well, the, the, good, thing is, good, the good thing is, is we're going to be able to test this hypothesis, you know, like really fast. Jaron is the starting quarterback. We know, apparently, according to Five Pound Trout, that he can, uh, he can put down some Chinese food. So, we're going to see how that translates to him being the starting quarterback this year. Let's go. I'm excited to see. I'm also excited about this show. We got a lot to go to today, and uh, I'm very, very excited, and it will become very, very clear quickly why I'm excited. (laughs) A lot of Big 12 expansion news has broken over the last 14 hours, and we are going to go over all of it, and most of it seems very, very favorable to the BYU Cougars. Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman believes BYU to the Big 12 is a no-brainer. He will join us to discuss the likelihood of that actually happening. Plus, Jerem Jordan will join us from the Smith Fieldhouse as he gets ready to call BYU women's volleyball's season opener against Southern Utah. In the meantime, let's bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football heads into the weekend as prep for the season opener against Arizona continues. Head coach Kalani Sitake says, we can finally expect a depth chart on Monday. The official depth chart will come out on Monday like we normally uh, do on the, on the weekend. I mean, you guys are smart people. You guys can figure out who the guys are that will probably be in the mix. Look at last year's games and, and the newcomers and then... That's the fun in all of it, right? But I think we're, we're going to do just operate like how we normally do, which will be on Monday, and then uh, we'll go from there. 
I think what's going to be interesting is when everybody sees the depth chart, even though we know that Jaron Hall's been named the starting quarterback, everyone's eyes are going to go right to the quarterback <laughs> right. first. We're just trained <laughs> to immediately go to the quarterback <laughs> position. True. Let's Very stay true. with football. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that the New Orleans Saints have named Jameis Winston their starting quarterback. That means former Cougar Taysom Hill will be the backup QB in the Big Easy to begin the season. Oh, man. Taysom. For how long, though? Right. Mm, right. That's, we will see. right. There's a lot of football. There's a lot of, there's a lot of and football. And there's an extra game added this year in the regular season, hey, so man. I'm just Any, saying. Anything can happen when you are the world's greatest. Most interesting man? I'll say athlete. Okay. Um, yeah. Anywho, uh, Cleveland State has announced they will play BYU on November 9th at the Marriott Center. The game will be the BYU Hoop season opener. Cleveland State went 19-8 last season, winning the Horizon League before losing to Houston in the first round of the NCAA tournament. In front of 5,347 fans, number 24 women's soccer defeats 25th-ranked USC 2-1 at Southfield. Brecken Mazingo put BYU on the board first, and then Bella Felino increased the Cougars' lead. Zingo, the left foot across, headed in, and it's another goal for the BYU Cougars. Cougars, as we mentioned, win two to one. The record is now two and one. They will be back in action Monday night. They will be traveling to Fayetteville to face Arkansas. I'm going to that game. Number 15 women's volleyball opens up the season with a doubleheader today in the Smithfield House. Game one will be against Southern Utah at two Eastern. Game two will be tonight against Long Island University at 9 Eastern. Both games today on BYU TV and the app. BYU Hoops big man Matt Harms putting up big numbers in his preseason debut with the Skyliners of the German basketball Bundesliga. Harms finished with 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 block shots. Nice. Former BYU volleyball star Ronnie Jones-Perry headlines the Norseka uh, Continental Championship roster with the U.S. national team in Mexico. I don't know how to say that. Guadalajara. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, Perry and the U.S. Open play against Canada today at 6.30 Eastern. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Brian. Uh, there, there comes a time in a person's life when... You were put at a specific place and time. Yep. Today is that time. This show <laughs> is that place. We waste no time in getting into trending today. Let's dust it off. We're immediately heading to the Big 12 expansion desk. Let's join Mr. Ben Bagley. College football conference expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. This just into the update desk. Quote, Mills Lane, it's on. Thank you very much, Ben Bagley, in the Big 12 Expansion Update (laughs) Desk. It is on. The last 14 hours, for anyone who has, I don't know, followed it uh, even a little bit, a lot like myself, has been very exciting in terms of expansion. Uh, Really, the the first real domino that, that fell, at least yesterday, or in the last, you know, 24, 48 hours, was the Pac-12 saying they were not going to expand. Right. Once the Pac-12 said they were not going to expand... Everybody went crazy. The Big 12's like, okay, well, now that we know all of these teams that will be remaining after Texas and Oklahoma bail, 
Now that we know they're going to be here, we should probably figure out exactly what we want to do moving forward. And that brings us to expansion. And as I mentioned, the last 14 hours, there has been tons of stuff. Most recently in The Athletic, and this is where we're going to start. We're going to kind of go over all of the news that has come out in the last little while. According to The Athletic this morning, some quotes for you. They are still very early in the process, but Big 12 sources tell The Athletic there's one school they're already seriously considering, BYU. (laughs) Love to hear that. It goes on to say, achieving consensus is probably not going to be easy, but as this process begins, it's BYU that appears to be the option that can add value. And Brian, that's the biggest, I think BYU's biggest asset right now is they are the team. There is no other team that they can, speaking of the Big 12, that they can realistically bring in that will add the value that BYU can. That's where BYU is in the driver's seat in yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like BYU is the, the last team standing or maybe the first team standing, so to speak, when it comes to the options that, that the Big 12 has, right? It's like this is the last team that uh, from our list that would add value to us. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't really want them. But at this point, there's what can you do? You have, you have no choice. I said this, I think, a couple weeks ago. It's kind of like choosing a prom date, right? And, and, and you have opportunities, right? Maybe there's like five girls and one... Five? Let's say, let's, let's say there's five girls and one of them that's on your, that, that's on your list of, and she's third. She comes to you with, with, the, with a proposal and offer and you go, nah, I'm away. I'm away. I want my, the number one on the list, right? I want the number one. I want to wait to see what she does. I was happy to have one that was and, interested in going I mean, me, me too. I'm just giving you an example. This is how the Big 12, you know, feels. And then... When it's time to make that decision, the number one, number two is gone. Now number three is gone, right? She wanted you. Number four is gone. Now you're left with number five. That's how I feel the Big 12 is feeling right now. Well, look, the Big 12, if they want to exist beyond the next couple of years, they're going to have to expand. If you want to go to prom, (laughs) if you want to go to prom, you have to say yes to girl number five. Well, and, and this is interesting, too. This is also from The Athletic. Uh, it said, quote, One Big 12 source argued BYU's candidacy could be strengthened this time simply by the departure of Oklahoma and Texas. The people who didn't want BYU before, one source said, are leaving the conference, mm-hmm. alluding to the fact that they believe it was Texas and Oklahoma the first time around that put the kibosh that, on BYU joining. That is very interesting to me. Um, I thought it was more of a collective you know, group. Um, well, th- didn't you know that Texas and Oklahoma are the collective? I just recently uh, found that out about <laughs> yes. three years ago. So um, it makes it makes sense. But I, I think maybe hearing stories from the Pac-12, like why BYU can't get in and, and just, you know, political, social reasonings. And I mean, it kind of sounded like it's, you know, across the board in the Pac-12, right? Um, and so I just assumed that maybe with, with the Big 12 is the same thing, but... Going back to what you said, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, they, they run college football. So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and this just came out a little bit after the, the article from The Athletic from uh, Heather Dinich of ESPN. And news, news came out last night. I believe it was Chuck Carlton, who I, at least who I saw at first, who, who covers the Big 12 out of Dallas. And he had mentioned that they were putting a group together, basically a, a, a committee to – to go over expansion, to kind of handle all that. And Heather 
says, I have confirmed from multiple sources there is a four-person subcommittee in the Big 12 meeting today to explore expansion. So she's saying she's hearing that that group is actually meeting today. She went on to say, one source told me everything is on the table. Our options are looking at many schools. And if you're everything. It's all on the – look, they have no choice but to look at everything. Right. And they can't take anything off the table they right now go to, if they, they want to survive. They want to go to prom. If you're curious <laughs> – they do want to go to prom. <laughs> if you're curious who's on this subcommittee, uh, this according to Don Williams of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, which is where I get all of my information. Uh, it says uh, – <laughs> look, it says um, Baylor AD Mark Rhodes, Kansas, Ch- Kansas Chancellor Doug Girod, Girod. Iowa State President uh, Wendy Winterstein, as well as Oliver Luck, who's been brought in as kind of an advisor, uh, and then and then uh, Hoka from uh, Texas uh, Tech is also that's your that's your four involved in the conference, and then you have the uh, the consultant and Oliver Luck that are all in this subcommittee that are meeting today. So realistically, you know, you could have some some actual hard discussions about this happening as we speak. Can you can and, and I mean I shake I'm shaking my head because to me I feel like it's too late you know and, and so you and I differ on this I am all in on BYU to the Big Twelve nope, you feel differently on don't this. don't do it don't go okay, Brigham. explain explain to me why you feel that Brigham way. don't go to the Big Twelve nope not today not tomorrow never nope I don't care if they gave it to you navigation don't go there root don't go okay there so why this, when you look at the Big Twelve in the history right. And in college football, well, I would say in uh, college football expansion. The Big 12 is always in a reactive mode. They're, they're never proactive, right? And, and you heard the, 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 the press conference with Oklahoma and Texas about the SEC being forward, forward thinking, right? And I, I don't feel that way with the Big 12 and the leadership. And so if this has happened before, it's happening right now, what makes you think anything in the future is going to change, right? Unless the leadership changes. But BYU right now at this point in time, you don't really know if the leadership is going to change. And, and so therefore, you're kind, of, you're kind of jumping into a situation where, yeah, it looks good right now on paper, but can you like, be confident and secure that this won't happen in a few years? Right. You, look, you can't, and there's no way of knowing what's going to happen in a couple of years. But my whole thought process behind this is... But wait, but wait, you can. You know why? Patterns, 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 patterns. And this is the pattern of the Big 12, man. This is like, it, it's, 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 they're in such a reactive state. The pattern has, has, has shown us that, right? And so we can kind of assume that the same thing is going to happen again. But, and I've made this argument before... BYU wants a P5 conference. That's what they have wanted. They want to be in there. They want the access. There's obviously the financial aspect that comes from it. Yep. Right now, the college football playoff that we all thought was a foregone conclusion and expanding to 12, you know, if it goes to 12, BYU as an independent has a much greater chance of, of being able to have one of those good seasons like we saw last year and getting yep. in there. If everything is off the table with expansion and that's going to be put on hold, I think it becomes even more important for BYU to get into a conference. And I believe once you're in the P- – BYU by most is considered to be a P5 school anyway, even yep. though they're not in a conference. True. Once you are in a P5 conference, it's like, okay, well, now they're in. Now they're in the, the inner circle. 
once I think you're in, you're in in terms of any other further changes, okay, whether all of the conferences go away and then they put everybody, you know, in a hat. Once I think you're in, you're in. That's why I think it's very, very important for BYU to get in. And the, and the conference that makes sense, and quite honestly, is probably the only option, is the Big 12. That's a great point. I get what you're saying from a strategic standpoint. However, don't do it. <laughs> don't I do heard it. you, and I'm going to ignore everything Sit that you said. Sit this one out, man. Right. Sit it out. Sit All right. Patience. Patience. All right. Our question of the day. Knowing only what we know right now, would you rather BYU remain independent or join the Big 12. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response at uh, Monitoring MC on Twitter. We have, all in caps, to join the Big 12. We may never have an opportunity like this ever again. Legitimately. Plus, think of the basketball. That would be incredible. Yes, it would be incredible. We don't care about basketball. We care about, about basketball. Care about it would be an unbelievable basketball conference. Now, well, obviously, like, the one thing on the table is possibly football only. Uh, so, you know, yep. we, right now, okay. we, uh, we don't know. Exactly. Football only. Because football is the only thing that matters. Football is life. All right, what do we got coming football up? Football is life. Football. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> okay. Coming up is Isaac Rex's style as good as his game. And Barry Trammell says BYU to the Big 12 is a no-brainer. We'll ask him why coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 15th ranked women's volleyball kicks off their season today with not one, but two matches. First up is Southern Utah at 2 Eastern, then Long Island State at 9 Eastern. Watch both matches live on BYU TV and the app. That's right. Uh, Jerem Jordan will be on the call. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on in the show. Preview the uh, the doubleheader from the Smith Fieldhouse. We are live in Studio B, your day-to-day play-by-play. Jason Shepard alongside Brian Logan. And the topic of the day, the topic du jour, if you will, is Big 12 expansion. We've mentioned it many times. This feels a little different. How different, we don't know. And that's why we brought on a guy that may have those answers from the Oklahoman. He is the columnist. He is Barry Trammell. And uh, Barry, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Glad to do it. How's things in uh, in Utah today? Things are pretty good. Uh, expecting temperatures in, you know, the upper 80s, sunshine. You can't beat that in August. Yeah, well, we're, we've got a heat wave. We've hit the hottest part of the year, so so pray for us that we, we don't will. We, we will pray for you. As somebody that grew up in Missouri, I, I certainly understand the, uh, the Midwest and the humidity and everything that comes from uh, July and August in the Midwest. So I, I certainly feel for you. Uh, and speaking of things that are hot right now, uh, BYU to the Big 12. Over the last uh, 12, 14 hours, there's been a lot of stuff, and, and you were right at the forefront with your piece calling BYU a no-brainer to join the Big 12. Why do you think BYU is a no-brainer? Well, I mean, the Big Big 12 sooner, sooner or later is going to be down to eight schools. And that's not, that's not uh, anything you can just uh, live with in, in modern collegiate athletics. Uh, a 10-team conference might not be enough. They might have to go to 12. And so the Big 12's got to supplement, got to fortify. And clearly the best option out there for the Big 12 now, as in the past, 
is Brigham Young. BYU is a Power Five athletic department that just doesn't happen to be in a Power Five conference. Anybody else you add, sort of going to have to make an adjustment. Uh, you have belief they might can do it, probably can do it. But you don't have to worry about Brigham Young. Brigham Young's a ready-made product on all fronts, but particularly football. Uh, the geography, you know, it can be challenging, but the Big 12 is a little bit used to stretching itself. West Virginia has been in the league now a decade. And I just, I just think the uh, advantages of Brigham Young uh, are just so overwhelming that there's really not a decision to be made. The Big 12 has to invite BYU. Uh, you know, Sunday play and some of the social issues will always come up uh, when when it comes to, to BYU and, and, and their name and, and conference expansion. Um, are those some of the things that you believe will keep BYU out of the Big 12? Or you know, I, can those things be worked yeah. out? Well, I think they can be worked out, and they can be worked out easily. When it comes to Sunday play, there's an easy solution. Don't schedule Brigham Young on Sunday. <laughs> That's a great line. I <laughs> love that. On <laughs> Sunday. There's nothing difficult about this. It's simple. You know, if, if you got your, if you got the, uh, you know, the baseball or the softball or the volleyball championship scheduled for a Sunday finish, move everything up a day. These are difficult times. And if, if Brigham Young helps this league uh, stability-wise and financially, you don't worry about some of these sports calendars. So now the social issue would be a much tougher deal. Um, you guys know way more about this than I do. You've been dealing with it, you know, for decades, particularly with the PAC 12, but even in this part of the country, if you'll remember that five years ago, uh, some of the advocacy groups wrote letters to the big 12 presidents and to the big 12 office saying, do not, do not uh, admit uh, Brigham Young to the conference. And that's the kind of thing you look at if you're sitting there trying to decide whether to expand or if you're sitting there trying to decide, well, you know, Bigham Young might help, they might not. But when the, the vitality of your conference and the, uh, the economic uh, stability of your conference is in question, those things become less important. And, uh, you know, uh, to Brigham Young's credit, I don't know that Brigham Young has ever, has ever uh, played the uh, discrimination card itself, you know, the religious discrimination card, which I think Brigham Young would have every right to do in, in many cases of these. So these, if, if people just sit down, Brigham Young, I've, you know, from what I've read, BYU has made a, a lot of uh, concessions over the years, not to conferences, but to on their own campus in terms of changing of the honor code and those things. So, um, you know, I understand some of the concerns people make, but uh, I think it also sometimes you have to see both sides. And I'm not sure that uh, people have been real quick to do that, uh, to, uh, to sort of uh, try to understand Brigham Young's uh, stance on, on some of these situations. So that's something you can work with. It's something you have to deal with. It would, it would, have, to, it would have to be vetted. It would have to be discussed. But I don't think that will be a barrier to inclusion in the Big 12. You know, Barry, this is an interesting question because I, I don't know if even the Big 12 knows right now. What do they want for themselves? What are they trying to accomplish? They know Texas and Oklahoma are, are out the door, whether it's, whether it's in a couple of years or if they buy themselves out or whatever the case may be. What does the Big 12 want for itself? Well, when you, when you say Big 12, you got to sort of distinguish what you're talking about. Are you talking about 
the conference as a whole, or are you talking about solitary uh, members within the Big 12? Um, frankly, for the last five weeks, the eight members of the Big 12 who are, who are left behind have been on two paths. They've all been seeking solid footing. They've all been seeking uh, financial uh, solid future, which is in question without Oklahoma and Texas. And the uh, television contracts coming up for bid here in about three years. So that's not that's not uh, set in stone their, their financial viability. So they've they've had to uh, worry about two things: finding potentially finding a new conference home for themselves, while also, if that doesn't come to fruition, fortifying the Big Twelve. Yesterday, which Thursday was a big step when the Pac-12 said we're not going to expand for now. But that means, uh, you know, they could later. But uh, for now, it looks like these eight schools need to forge ahead and go about the business of, of keeping the Big 12. Two things. One, financially viable. And two, retaining status as, a, as an autonomy five, a power five conference. So um, I think yesterday probably shifted the narrative away from worrying so much about you know, is Oklahoma State and Texas Tech and two other schools going to go to the pack? Or, you know, is Iowa State and Kansas potentially going to the Big Ten or West Virginia to the ACC? Clearly, the, the pack was the biggest threat to poaching the, some, some schools from the Big 12. If that's not going to happen anytime soon or at all, then the Big 12 needs to go ahead and, and make a go of it with those eight. They, uh, they have a lot of disadvantages. They ought to have, have a lot of challenges. But they also have some things going their way, and they have some things they can sell, and that's why a school like Brigham Young, uh, you know, you don't have to go grab Brigham Young and sort of carry him along until they get up to speed. Brigham Young would come in and fortify the league. It would, it would help uh, the Big 12 immediately, both on the marketplace with television contracts but also on the field of play. So – to me, uh, a Brigham Young Big 12 marriage uh, would do nothing but help the conference for the long term, for the future, but also immediately. So, Barry, I mean, you bring up some good points. I think us as fans and analysts can can see that you know BYU is the the best option out there for the Big 12. But what about the other way around? Is is BYU going to the Big 12? Is that a good fit for BYU right now? Well, the fit would be good. I would be, uh, I would go in with some questions if I was Brigham Young. Um, I actually think, uh, I think uh, the Big 12 needs BYU more than the BYU needs the Big 12 at this point. Now, that doesn't mean they don't need each other. They both need each other immensely. But there's a little bit more risk for BYU. Um, What if Brigham Young joins the Big 12 and then in 2025, the Pac-12 changes its mind and, and poaches four members. Now, um, I don't know if that will happen. Frankly, it's potentially possible the Big 12 could could strengthen itself and make it to where those four members, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, whoever, you know, whatever four we want to throw out there, don't want to go to the Pac-12. I can tell you that all things being close to equal financially, staying together in the Big 12 is the ideal for these schools. They don't really, you know, it doesn't break OSU's heart that they don't get to go to the Pac-12. Now, financially, it's a problem. But 
they want to keep this conference together, if at all possible. But if you're Brigham Young, you need to make sure that's that's likely to happen. You don't want to be here four years from now and starting over again. So those are some of the questions I would ask. But I do think the Big 12 would help Brigham Young. Um, you know, BYU, you guys, you guys know more than I would, but it seems like its national profile has has slipped a little bit in recent years. Last year certainly helped um, with uh, you know with Zach Wilson and, and the great season, but it just seems like the profile of BYU has slipped a little nationally. I think that can I think that can be uh, brought back up pretty quickly with a steady diet of Power Five uh, opponents in, a, in particularly in a conference. So. Um, you know, there's there's tons of advantages to being in, in a conference, a Power Five conference like this. So I think that would be great for Brigham Young. But I would want some assurances that this thing can get stable and stay stable. Barry, one last question for you before we let you go. And we appreciate your time here on BYU Sports Nation. You know, you have mentioned it. Others have mentioned BYU being seriously discussed. It was reported this morning that there is a subcommittee meeting today to discuss expansion within the Big 12. With everything that we know as of right now, do you believe that BYU will receive an invite to the Big 12 at some point? Yes, I do believe that. Um, I don't necessarily think it'll be quick. The Big 12 is not in a hurry uh, because, frankly, the Big 12 wants to slow play the, uh, the exodus of OU in Texas. They want Oklahoma and, T- and Texas to stay in the league four more seasons. They want that television contract to remain intact and paying the big numbers it's been paying for as long as possible. So they're going to play the long game. Uh, I think any talks with Brigham Young would not have to be expedited. I don't think they have to say, hey, we need you guys next year. In fact, I I think what's most likely is they would lay out a scenario by which the Big 12 would say, hey, we want you the year after OU and Texas leave. Um, and we'll get put together a new contract, all those kinds of things. Uh, so I don't think this is necessarily going to be a quick situation, but I do think the decision will come quickly. Hey, we need to get together because it just makes too much sense for both sides. I agree. Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman. Barry, great stuff as always. Again, we appreciate you taking a few minutes. And uh, I have a feeling we will probably be talking to you again down the road. Well, that'll be great. And you know what? I've I've actually never been to Provo, Utah. I would love to come to a football game at Provo. Maybe I'll get to come on a regular basis. Came out to Salt Lake uh, three years ago for the Jazz Thunder uh, playoff series. Uh, that was my uh, biggest exposure to uh, Salt Lake and Utah. Enjoyed it immensely. Hope I can make Provo a regular stop. Well, we, we do too. Thanks, Barry. Great stuff as always. Thank you. And Jason said that you can stay at his home. You can whole... stay at my house. We have an extra room he, just in case. No, he said the entire house. It, it'll, he- it'll help with the expenses. Fantastic. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Barry. Thanks a lot. You bet. Barry Trammell, columnist from the Oklahoma. And he's great. He has always trumpeted BYU's case yep. to join the Big 12. And I absolutely love that he goes old school and constantly refers to them as Brigham Young. Brigham, love it. Brigham Young. I, I love the fact that he said that BYU has a little bit more leverage, right? A little bit more power, which, you know, things weren't the case a, a few years ago. So my uh, – the, the, the tables have turned. My opinion is that much more stronger. Thank you, Barry, for uh, <laughs> confirming that for me. Coming up, JJ 
also known as Jerem Jordan, is getting ready for the volleyball games. Uh, but unlike Dennis Pitta, he has time for us. Mm. And we'll taste some start a game this year for the New Orleans Saints. This is BYU Sports Nation. Dennis, I know you always This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. One week from today, BYU Sports Nation will be live from FanFest in Las Vegas. Join us for a special edition of the show broadcasting live uh, from Vegas next Friday at 9 Eastern here on BYU TV and yet. Yeah, a little, uh, little PM edition of BYU Sports Nation on a Friday from Vegas. Nothing wrong with that. He's Brian, I'm Jason, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. That kind of rhymes right there. A little bit. I like, I like that. You like it? Yeah, I like that okay. a lot. You should, we should make a uh, mixtape after this. <laughs> Who says I haven't already? <laughs> oh, I need to hear it. A-Rod comes in 19th on a Yahoo list of college assistants in line for head coaching jobs. Uh, will A-Rod get a head coaching position in the next three years, Jason? Look, I, I know a lot of people wondering if he was going to get one after last year. With what he's done, not just with Zach Wilson, but with the BYU offense, if it continues on the trajectory that it has has been on, I absolutely think people will start coming for A-Rod. Absolutely, I think that yeah. could be possible. If, if the numbers stay, man, it's hard because you had Zach, but I think if the relevancy, like the relevance of BYU's offense yes. stays you know, similar or up there in the national spotlight, I think... Obviously, he, he, can, he can get an offer, for sure. All right, this was a little bit of a downer this morning for BYU fans. With the report that Jameis Winston will be named the New Orleans Saints starter, how many games do you think Taysom Hill will start this year? 16. 16? <laughs> so Jameis gets the week one start. He throws 13 interceptions. They be- Let's be honest. He's going to throw interceptions. That's what he's done what, in his yes, career. That's what he does, yeah. Remember, remember we talked about patterns, right? We, yes. talked, about, we talked about this. That's right? a pattern patterns. I hope continues so that – Taysom can get the starting patterns, job. but but you know um, you know when you go and you train um, with with John Beck, I mean good things happen, right? And so it's, it's, it's kind of really doesn't surprise me, you know, as you like as the the, the past couple of years you hear more and more about John Beck and, and what he's doing in the NFL and you know with with college quarterbacks and you see the results on the field. I mean it, it's not really surprising, man. So I mean if you want to. Win a starting quarterback position, you go train with train with John Beck. So, um, but I mean, realistically, man, I, I think I think in the NFL, um, and especially with a, a a new quarterback, new so to speak, as far as like the leader of the team, right? right? I, I think there is a longer leash. I, I, I just think so. It's because it's, it's well, and, it's, and nobody wants to nobody wants to name a starter and then have it blow up in their face immediately. They're going to stick with yeah. it a little bit, unless you're uh, Bill Belichick. He doesn't care. There's Look, no there's no rules. So so I, I'm going to say four to five, and that's probably a little conservative. Four to five, and honestly, a lot of this really is based on the fact that Jameis Winston, in his tenure in the NFL, has been turnover prone. The guy throws a lot of interceptions, yep. and and I think if if you can have interceptions that don't cost you the game, but if he has a couple of games where his interception problem costs the Saints some victories, I, I think Taysom Hill is going to be right there, and Sean Payton will have no problem going to Taysom. Right now, I'll say four to five. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. I'll, I'll say I'll say six. Um, okay, the BYU football team went bowling and had some uh, some good looking <laughs> outfits? Question mark. Uh, here is Isaac Rex rocking a, a tie-dye floral shorts combo. 
Brian, would you rock that look in public? Yep. Or just rock that look? I would. I would need a, probably a smaller shirt, though. You know, I like to have the mediums, like a slim fit medium shirt, just to see my muscles a little bit. I think that would make make it pop a little bit more. What about uh, you? Uh, I, I could not pull that off. Nope, you can't. I, I could not pull that off. You know why Isaac Rex can pull that off? Because he's Isaac Rex, okay? <laughs> That's why. Who's going to go up to Isaac Rex and tell him he can't do that? Look, I mean, he, he's pretty... I like, the guy's the I like freshman phenom with 12 touchdowns last he, year. He, he just looks really confident. That's what I'm saying. It's not skin. just wearing it. It's how you handle yourself while wearing that's, it. The guy is rocking it. That's, that is very, very... That's very, very true. The swag starts within, ladies and gentlemen. It is inner swag. It's that not, is exactly it what it is. It's from the inside out. It's not from the outside in. So... Yes, that means you can do that. You can if you have. You got to test the inner swag in you, and then you can wear whatever you like. Whatever you like, man. Okay. Coming up, Cougar still getting it done in Tokyo. And is Jerem more into Big Twelve expansion or today's volleyball doubleheader? I already know the answer to that. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Twelve. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coordinator's Corner is back on Monday. Join our favorite Canadian, Greg Rebell, as he sits down with A-Rod, Eliza, Tuyaki, and Ed Lamb each week. Coordinator's Corner, Monday at 1 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. And uh, let's head across campus over to the Smith Fieldhouse. Joining us as he prepares for a BYU women's volleyball doubleheader, he is Jerem Jordan. Hi, Jerem. Have you sat in those comfy new seats? Hey, listen, I'll do it right now. How about that? Let's see. You're you're going to disappear? Yeah. Okay, pretty comfy. Uh, Beats the old wooden slash metal benches, so... I think it's an upgrade. It's just in this portion on the east side. There's still the rickety old wooden benches, which kind of give this, uh, you know, a, a nostalgic feeling here. Constructed in 1951. But, yeah, it's nice. Uh, excited about the doubleheader. We got uh, BYU and Southern Utah coming up at 2 Eastern time. Southern Utah is a team that uh, went 9-8 and eight last year. They're the only team in this four-team tournament. You see Long Island and UNLV behind us uh, currently on the BYU TV app as well. Three of the four went to the NCAA tournament last year, so it's a pretty good tourney. Obviously, not a ton of big names, really the best of those, but should be an exciting doubleheader. Long Island tonight, 9 Eastern as well. Jeremy, I just want to say that you look very handsome. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it's, I'll I, Venmo you later. Uh, yeah, no, no problem, man. Um, you know, we, we dusted off the, the Big 12 expansion update desk. Um, Jason's what, favorite subject. What do you, <laughs> yes. <I've> always, <laughs> I'm always at the Big 12 expansion <laughs> update desk. What are, you, what are your thoughts of uh, things resurfacing? Yeah, it just depends what BYU wants. Uh, if BYU wants the autonomy still, then being in a league that is the fifth best Power 5 league and maybe isn't going to have that TV contract and who knows if it's going to survive, maybe that's not what you want. I feel like BYU's feeling pretty good. We've talked about this, uh, given how last year went. Number two pick, Zach Wilson, the, all the guys to the NFL, NIO with Bilt Bar. Right now, does BYU feel like it needs a league? I, I don't feel like they do. But what does BYU want long-term, guys? Because being in a Power 5 league gives you access and exposure, which was the point of independence. Maybe that's changed, but ESPN's a partner. Fox is a partner, right, with the Big 12. BYU TV could continue to have its tertiary rights in some things with men hoop, men's hoops, right? BYU TV wouldn't have a game, you'd think, uh, for football a year. That's okay. Like, 
You get more money from a TV deal. I know it's not the same as what the Power Five are getting now, but it's more than what BYU would get as an independent, you'd think, with ESPN. So it just depends what you want. Like, if you want BYU in the playoff one day, if it expands to 12 teams, going into a Power Five league is the worst thing you should do. Being in the AAC would be that option. But don't we all? I think most of us agree. Listen, for the long-term stability of BYU football and athletics in general, you don't need an all-in campaign if you're in the, a Power Five league, I don't think. So financially, the access, BYU can compete with all of its sports in, in the Big 12. I think it'd be awesome. And Barry Trammell's our homie, right? Like, what he said is awesome. I would love for BYU to be in the Big 12. Now we're playing big boy football, right? All right, one more question about the Big 12, then we're going to move on to volleyball. That's it? Well, look, here's this is the thing. We've been down this road before, Jerem. We've, we've been here where it's like it feels like it's coming, and then something happens and it doesn't happen. Does this feel different to you this time around? Yeah. Um, I, I've been saying I think the Big 12 needs to be more desperate. They weren't very desperate in 2016. It was just a leverage play to get a, another TV deal. Feels like there might be some desperation. Obviously, losing to Texas, Oklahoma is a different plight for that league. BYU has it all. They really do. Does BYU come with baggage as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just look at the headlines this week, right? It's been an interesting week that way. BYU would be a great add to the Big 12. I would love it. You would love it. Brian love would love it. it. Let's go. Let's go. All right, volleyball, year in and year out, we know what, uh, honestly, what both volleyball programs on campus do. Heather Olmstead just continues to put out programs that win and win at a high level. How does this year's team stack up to, to even the team we saw just a couple of months ago? Okay, the team that we saw a couple of months ago was really good, right? Won the WCC and uh, went to the NCAA tournament and went to the Sweet 16. That's what BYU does. They win conference championships and go to the Sweet 16. What if I told you this team added every starter, kept every starter from last year, and added a three-time All-American from Utah Kenzie Kerber at opposite, and Heather Knighting, the 2018 National Freshman of the Year back from a mission. This team's top ten good. They're Elite Eight good. I dare say they've got a shot at the Final Four. Like, they're legit. They've got one of the best coaches in the country. They're loaded at every position on the court. Whitney Bauer now, the setter, came in as a freshman. She's a junior now. You got senior pins. You got a senior oppo. Uh, you know, Aaron Livingston's developing as that second outside spot. Two tremendous middles. I mean, like, all-time middles for BYU. This team's amazing. I'm very excited to watch them coming up uh, in, what, like an hour and 15 minutes on uh, BYU TV here against Southern Utah, Long Island tonight, UNLV uh, tomorrow night. So it's going to be fun. This team's legit. I'm, that, that made me excited. I mean, with the, with the, the newcomers and the, the team, um, you know, the returners, right? Um, so when it comes to some of the newcomers that you mentioned, JJ, which uh, are you most interested in watching? Kenzie Kerber, by far the Utah transfer. One, a Utah transfer came down to BYU. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Yes. Uh, and she's legit. Two-time All-Pac-12, which is a tremendous volleyball conference, and uh, three-time All-American. She's on the right side, and Kate Grimmer was a first-team All-Conference opposite for BYU last year. Kate Grimmer is going to have to, uh, you know, duke it out and battle with Kenzie Kerber, who is tremendous. It's, that's going to be a fun battle all year. And no one has two good opposites in the country. Like, you have one, and then you hope your backup's good enough if it doesn't work out with the starter if they get hurt. Kenzie Kerber is incredible. She might be the best player on the team, and she adds to an already good group that went to the Sweet 16 and won the league. And she plays with a ton of fire. She's going to be fun to watch. 
Jerem, the, the person that I'm really interested to see, and, and you mentioned her, is Heather Knighting. And we know how good she was, you know, when she played before her mission. Now, she has not been back long. And I don't mean to put you on the spot if you if you haven't had, you know, this conversation. Do, do we know, is she going to immediately get put back in? Are they going to ease her back in? Do you have any idea how they're going to use Heather Knighting? Heather Knighting... Um is going to play soon, it seems. Uh, Heather Olmstead tried to s- kind of slow play it, and I think she's protecting her player. Heather Knighting got back in July, so it's not even the end of August yet. So typically with uh, an athlete in men's hoops or football, they wouldn't play at all. They would just redshirt in this situation. Heather Knighting's too good not to play. Her arm is still there, Heather Olmstead said, but physically just kind of getting the speed of the game back. Um, BYU has some good middles, but she is the second best middle probably right now and she might be the best middle at the end of the year with Kennedy Eschenberg. Those, that one two is ridiculous. So I imagine she will start. In fact, I'll be surprised if she doesn't. Maybe Whitney Larinus kind of transitions uh, there initially until Heather's up to speed, but she was an All-American as a freshman. Uh, newcomer of the year, freshman of the year nationally. Third team All-ABCA when BYU went to the Final Four on that team. So she's going to be really, really good. It's just how quickly, but I imagine we'll see her play. I won't be surprised if she starts. So, so the more we talk to you, um, and I, I see you getting excited and all bubbly. Oh, he's pumped to have uh, some volleyball. I, I know, I know. If, 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 volleyball, if, baby. If people go. knew you, like we know you, we they would they would understand where, where I'm coming from. And I mean, it sounds like this this team has a lot of lot of hype, a um, lot of opportunity. You said you know wouldn't surprise you if they made it to um, you know the final four. Uh, what are you looking for today specifically that can help confirm you know that statement? I, I can just imagine Heather Olmstead telling me, what are you doing? Why are you creating this buzz around our team? I think they're really good. I do. And uh, the fact that you're Sweet 16 and you had two All-Americans, that means you're final, you have a Final Four ability. I think the Sweet 16 is the minimum for this group. I think the Elite Eight is a reality, and the Final Four is possible, just so we're clear. Today, I want to see the rust shaken off. Normally in the spring, you've played in the fall, and the spring is a time to kind of gel together a little bit for the group that is moved on and now it's the new group they didn't have that right but it's the same team so i'm excited to watch them kind of play these three matches honestly these should be three byu wins um frankly i'll be surprised if byu drops a set um but let's see how rusty byu is there unlv has a situation where their best player who led the country in ace percent last three years is out uh marina hayden and then long island went to the ncaa tournament last year but they lost a couple pieces and uh, UNLV was 13-0 until the tournament. They were good, but best player gone. And then Southern Utah's got a coach that took the job three weeks ago. So a little bit of everybody's kind of in shambles. BYU's just working out the rust. Uh, it should be a clean, easy weekend for the Cougars. All right. Have, uh, have a good call for both games today and tomorrow. I know you're going to enjoy it. And enjoy those cushion seats if you get an opportunity. Thanks, Jerem. It's, it's that and Magglesby's breakfast. I got like five pieces of bacon. Save so me, I'm feeling no, great right now. Save me some bacon. Me too, please. I'm so sorry I ate all of it. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's typical, Jerem. What? Thanks, Jerem. What would Jesus do? <laughs> that's Jerem Jordan over at the Smithfield House. You will, uh, you will see and hear him coming up at 2 Eastern. Uh, is the season opener for BYU women's volleyball. And as he said, they're going to be very, very good. Um, I'm really going to try to go get some bacon after this. You want to come with me? Actually, I'd rather you just go get the bacon and bring it back. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll see. It depends. Actually, you know what? I just said to Jaron, what would Jesus do? And I got convicted. So I will. He would. I, I will go with you because I actually want to watch some of this. Game. Okay, cool. Go. There we go. Let's do it. Uh, coming up, the results of our poll. Should BYU stay or should they go to prom? 
or the Big 12. <laughs> and a rise and shout out to a Paralympian. This is BYU Sports Nation. Set for success. Demonstrating their drive. But when their blood and sweat turns to tears or anything else, we lay the groundwork for BYU's athletes to hit the ground running again. And you as well. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Familiar with the BYU TV app? Yes. I beg your pardon? Sure, it's got great original TV shows. But it also gives you access to family films for free. Wow. Awesome! So gather around, grab some popcorn, and let us do the rest. It'll be fun. Watch some of your favorite films anytime, anywhere. With a free BYU TV app. I like it. Let's kick off AFR on BYU TV. What they did in that fourth quarter was not unexpected in my book. Everyone did their job perfectly, and it resulted in obviously a touchdown. Who knew that he had these kind of hands? And right at the snap of the football, they both go right downhill. And and that was the end of that. He he, He knocked them down pretty quickly. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. All right, our question of the day. Knowing only what we know right now, would you rather BYU remain independent or join the Big 12. This coming in from at Tarheeld Cougar. Call the Big 12 and tell them their fifth choice is going to the prom by <laughs> ourselves. They can have fun sitting on the couch at home. Nice. Okay. Nice. So the hashtag stay indie. Nice. Interesting. Is that your burner account? It is. Tarheeld Cougar? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, D1015 on Instagram, independent. Without Texas and OU, that conference is nothing more than a Mountain West slash AAC in terms of overall quality. Also, possibilities of joining a mega conference in the future is a possibility. Yes, I like that one. That makes sense. All right. You have an opportunity to join a, pack, uh, a P5 conference. You join a P5 conference. And then you see what happens down the road. Mm-hmm. Once you're in, you're in, in my opinion. You do not pass up an opportunity. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. All right. At, uh, at, <laughs> at Colb Troy or Colby Troy on Instagram. Join the Big 12. Make the regular season mean something. Interesting. Let's get to our poll results as well. And again, the question, as with what we know today, you want BYU to remain independent or join the Big 12? Overwhelmingly joining the Big 12 at 77%. Only 23% stay, say stay independent. Mm-hmm. That is a, 
That is about what I expected. That is interesting. Very interesting. Will we be printing bumper stickers soon? I guess. Well, we I mean, I, th- I think is that just like this has got to just be like this is the cool thing to do, right? Yeah, like it's a cool thing to, to be in a conference, but it's even cooler to be independent. All right, uh, let's. Get our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at TD Coog Twenty Two. I hope this very poll is what Tom Holmo, President Nelson, used to decide our athletic fate. Our rise and shout out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, going to BYU Paralympian Josh Wheeler. Don't forget, BYU Women's Volleyball coming up 2 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Go Cougs!